Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. Coffee with Convery is an intimate, upfront, and personal coffee chat with some of the amazing students and young talent I've met over the years. Their collective stories have inspired me, and now I want to share these stories with you with the hopes that you might listen, learn, and also be inspired. My guest today is Ryan Schottlander. Ryan completed his Bachelor of Commerce degree in 2018 at Ryerson University, where he studied economics and finance. During his undergrad, Ryan completed four co-op work terms, three of which were at RBC. After he graduated, he went on to work at the Bank of Canada, Canada's central bank, as a research assistant in the Financial Markets Analysis and Research Division, where he co-authored several staff analytical notes on the Canadian financial system. After two years at the Bank of Canada, Ryan decided to return to school and is currently enrolled in the Master of Finance Economics program at the University of Toronto, Rotman. Ryan is currently working as an intern analyst in the Developed Market Rates and FX team with the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan and delighted to hear that he will be joining the RBC Capital Markets Global Markets program this summer. Welcome Ryan to the show. Thank you, Brian. It's it's really exciting to be on the show. Uh, I know you you mentioned it to me a few years back that you wanted to get the show started, and it's really exciting to to see it start and be one of the guests on the show. Thank you so much. Yes, it's, it was a couple of years. I keep thinking it was a year ago, but it was a couple of years I talked about this idea um, with with actually you and mine as one of the guests because uh, your story and your journey is something that I think is interesting and others can learn from. So. To get us going, um, I always like to try to ask a few kind of get to know you questions, get us warmed up um, as we as we talk further here uh, this evening. So if you had to pick, what is your favorite most used emoji? I would say on the emoji front, it would probably be the thumbs up, but I'm more known for sending gifts and it's probably the uh, the uh, great Gatsby cheers gif with uh, the fireworks in the background that's kind of my uh, my signature <laughs> gift that i'll send uh, when good news comes my way or someone else shares good news and i send them that back i love that one isn't that with leonardo dicaprio too Is that yeah yeah that? yeah yeah no i totally know that one i use it quite often you know when you go to your gifts and you see the ones that say favorites and you know exactly which ones to use yeah. So that's a different twist on the emoji, which is cool, but the thumbs up as well. Um, if you could eat one food and just one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would probably be pizza, just because I don't view it as one food <laughs> in the sense of like, depending on your mood that day, you can change it up. You can have it vegetarian, you can have it meat lovers, you can whatever you're feeling that day, you can put it on the pizza. And to me, that's still one food. So maybe that's kind of like a, a cheat answer, but pizza, <laughs> definitely. It's not a cheat. It's a creative answer. Creative. It's flexible. <laughs> flexible. Okay. How uh, about a, how's your uh, favorite way to spend a day off? I would say these days, it's as simple as it sounds. It's just getting outside, uh, going for hikes, going for walks, um, you know, being stuck inside all day with, with COVID and, and work in school. It's kind of just nice to, to get outside, get some fresh air and just go for a, a nice long walk. Yeah, that's a great way to spend a day off. And um, interesting how when we 
did that in the past, we never really probably thought of it as much as we do now and how, how great it is to feel the sunshine in the air, right? It's, uh, it's the little things that, that make a difference now. Yeah, I remember like in the past at work, as always, I tried to go for, for after lunch walks or things along those lines. And it's just, it was so simple, but now it's just something that, uh, that we kind of took for granted and, and that, you know, kind of want back. It's just those simple walks. Yeah, and we don't we don't do it as much. I, I remember multiple walking to coffee chats to to meet you. So uh, we will have to catch up on that once once the uh, situation gets better for the future. Um, hit the snooze alarm or sorry, snooze button or wake up immediately. I would say it depends on the season. I know in the winter, I definitely turn into more of a snooze button person. It's just the warmth of the the bed and just the outside cold air just makes it difficult to to get out. But in the summer, when you wake up, the sun's already out, uh, the birds are already chirping. It's a lot easier to to jump out of bed and and get the day started. Yeah, embrace the day, and go right. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of it. Um, what is your favorite word? This was actually was a difficult one to think of. I'm not sure if I have a, a favorite word, but sure. thinking about the favorite word, it's going it's a bit technical, but in in the field of econometrics, which is kind of like statistics for for econ, there's this word heteroscedasticity, and I would say it's my favorite just because people always myself included, we just it's a difficult word to say. It's just long and and somewhat convoluted and everyone sooner or later just ends up messing up saying it. So it's, it's kind of a fun word to me. It just rolled off your tongue. Like you must say it often. <laughs> I, I practiced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Love it. Awesome. I love when I love that question. Cause he gets so many variations of people's favorite words. And, uh, that was really special. I love that one. Um, okay. So thinking about the audience, um, knowing your journey and the fact that you've had as many clubs as you had and those transitions from high school to post-secondary to work, you know, it's something you've gone through and experienced. And, um, you know, as I think about some of the folks that have, have been curious about this podcast, you know, could maybe you share a little bit about your journey overall, you know, how those transitions or those pivotal moments went and just maybe some things you learned along the way, either about yourself or about, about those transitions? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to share, and and I'll probably start the story back in high school. So in high school, um, I near the end of it, I was interested in in music and more of, I guess the uh, we'll call it the creative field. So music and radio and television, um, and I was interested in in getting involved in that time. So right after high school, I actually worked at a TV uh, and radio studio, a local one in the community, for several months. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that job. And I guess looking back on it um, and, and kind of reflecting on that experience, I realized that I really enjoyed the work environment of um, kind of the live work environment, live TV, anything you do kind of occurs right away. Um, and I enjoyed that, but I kind of missed more of the, the mathematical side of the work, um, which was something I also enjoyed in high school. So right around that time, when I was then applying to my undergraduate degree, I applied to a lot of roles in radio and television. 
um, I started practicing um, to apply to music school as well. And I, I realized that it wasn't the perfect fit for me. Um, so I, I talked to my parents and they encouraged me to try business, both uh, my parents being in business, mainly from the fact that they, they saw it as kind of a very versatile degree. Um, so I took a chance on that and I decided to, to switch last minute and, and try business. Uh, and I remember my very first class at Ryerson, it was an 8 a.m. Tuesday class. Um, and I was a commuter, so that 8 a.m., that was a like a, a 5 o'clock morning. Um, it was a snooze alarm that day. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a snooze alarm day. Um, but it was <laughs> the first day of school, so it was a, it was a bit more exciting. Um, so it was an econ class. And I remember going into the class and right away just being captivated by the, the concepts and the lecture and, and realizing that this is something that I could possibly pursue and something that I really enjoyed. Um, so throughout those four years, I, I then majored in economics, uh, also studying finance as my minor and continually working towards that. Uh, also during that time, I had an opportunity to do some co-ops um, and I did several kind of progressively in advancing roles, but also things that more aligned with my interests. Uh, at the end, I applied to a job at the Bank of Canada. I was fortunate enough to get that job and worked at the Bank of Canada for a few years. Uh, and then realizing from that as well, I wanted to go back to school, learn more, continue my education, uh, and then return back to school where I am today. And nice. I, I would think that the main, the big thing that I learned along the way is just every job, every opportunity, no matter what it may be, uh, you gain skills from, you learn something about yourself, both what you like, what you don't like, um, but also just taking that time to, to understand the aspects of the jobs that you both like and dislike really help allow you to continue in your career and find the perfect or the best uh, career fit for you. That's really interesting how you describe that. And I actually didn't, maybe you've told me a long time ago, but I don't remember the TV radio music sort of flair, which is interesting. And then how you framed uh, that last part there about, you know, um, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what you like, what you don't like and, and sort of figuring out your journey because uh, it, it takes time, right? You You don't, not every job includes everything you like or or don't like, but also your your taste over time change. And maybe you've done something for a while and now you want to try something else and that's okay too. But it's really interesting, very, very insightful of how that journey has gone for you. And thank you for sharing that. I think it is helpful for people to think with an explorative mind, right? Think about the ideas of what you can try, um, which you've done. Uh, which is, is really inspiring. Um, what about if you think too about school? And I know you're you're back in school, which is which is awesome too. Is you know, is there anything that, whether it be high school or post secondary or something that you've learned in life that you wish maybe was discussed or taught in school? Yeah, thinking about this, especially now re-entering school, I would say it's as, as kind of odd as it is, it's learning how to learn, um, which is something I would argue I'm still doing myself. Um, so we're always kind of taught, you know, just 
read, study, um, and there's kind of these these norms of ways to study. Uh, but I'm finding um, through reading and my other courses that certain ways of learning work better for certain subjects, or you know, there's ways to be more efficient about your learning um, and, and things along those lines. And I think that you know we're gonna in relation to school, it's really important, but also relation to careers and, and work. Careers kind of in a sense an, an endless um, learning journey and being able to learn uh, more effectively, being able to absorb that information and also seeing how to apply it, I think is the most important thing that um, if, if there was a course or a few courses that just really drill down on the best way for each individual, depending on the subject to learn, uh, would would make a tremendous difference for a lot of uh, a lot of people, both students and early career and potentially later career professionals. I like that because, to your point, people learn differently as well, and you know how how certain materials or certain content, you know, sometimes delivered in a in a certain way might not be the easiest way to learn it versus another sort of medium, right? Or a different approach. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good reflection. And, um, and I also like the idea of what you brought up is people learn differently, which is true because, um, you know, some people are, you know, great test takers and some are better at, you know, essay writing. And it, it's sometimes difficult when, um, when sort of that approach is done from a standardized uh, doing it the same for everything, it might make it difficult for those learners. Um, Okay, so getting a little bit more personal now, can you share with me in the audience what has been your biggest challenge so far and how did you overcome it? Yeah, so I, I think I've been fortunate in the sense to, to not have any major obstacles that, that stand out to me. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of looking at the smaller obstacles or, or time where I had to to actively and, and mentally think about overcoming something to come to mind. I think what I talked about a bit earlier was just also figuring out what I enjoyed in life and, and kind of making those efforts to to move forward, but then be comfortable taking that step back and, and realigning my interests and my career. Uh, but I would say the other one, which I'm happy to talk more about since we haven't talked about it too much, is is building a network, uh, especially from scratch. So kind of starting in business, uh, undergrad school, without too much experience, even in high school and business or, or having any connections. It was kind of building that network from the ground up and also by nature, uh, depending on who you talk to. Um, I'm a bit of an introvert, so kind of going beyond that and getting comfortable with with being more of an extrovert, taking those risks, or as I viewed them, risk of getting to know people, um, reaching out, just having those candid conversations and slowly building my network was, was something that took a few years. I would say it only really became more concrete around uh, my third, fourth year of my undergrad. Um, sure. And that was an obstacle that I think, you know, hopefully other students can resonate with. It's 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 an obstacle that really takes time and, and effort to to think about and work on and, and overcome. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think often enough we hear and you've probably heard this too in school or in business like go network, go talk to people, build your network, 
And it's, again, well, sort of back to the thing in school, it's not really taught. And in some cultures, it's not even, you know, something people typically do. And uh, you kind of get thrown into it. And I, I like the way you, you expressed um, how you work through that, because it, it's almost like, to me, it's almost like riding a bike. The more you practice at it, the better you get, and the more comfortable you get with yourself. Um, I don't know if that's sort of how you felt as you've worked through and kind of finessed that approach, but um, I think yeah. the other thing... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, I know like the, the very first... I remember my very first coffee chat. I actually uh, connected to this individual through 10,000 coffees. Um, and the first time I was, it was a really nerve wracking experience, just going through the process. Like I really had to push myself to, to do that first coffee chat, to make that first introduction. Um, and then over time, maybe again, for like, you know, I view myself as an introvert. It's kind of seeing that, you know, maybe those risks that I perceived were there, weren't really there, you know, they're not something I should be worried about. Um, and as you get more comfortable, it just becomes more natural. And then I remember, I think I, it was one of my work terms at, at RBC, I got a, a networking award for networking the most out of all the students that, that term. Um, and it kind of just shows it's just something, like you said, riding a bike. Um, you just have to make the effort. You have to constantly practice with it and, and push yourself to do it. And once you get comfortable with that, um, once you, I guess, take those training wheels off, <laughs> <laughs> for, for metaphor's sake, it just, it becomes easier and it just becomes natural. It's just something you start doing in your daily work and your daily interactions and your daily career. Yeah, really, really insightful, Ryan. I, I, I think there's a lot of good nuggets there for people to think about. Um, one of the things is, as we, we all experience and have to go through what I would call prioritizing and reprioritizing over time and I saw a quote that I've used in now the podcast around yesterday's dreams aren't always today's realities. And if you think back to, you know, as, as you're kind of charting forward and doing the things you've done uh, to date, but, you know, have your priorities changed? Um, and if so, why? And uh, maybe share a little bit about how you went through that process of, of, of prioritization and changing priorities. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tricky question, um, and it also, I guess, depends how how I define priorities. I would say, kind of, I guess, a, a good COVID response um, is in terms of priority something I always prioritize, but maybe I put um, during COVID. I, I realize more the importance of is just making time for friends and family, uh, but mm -hmm. also prioritizing one's own health, both mental and physical. Um, I th think is really important and, and COVID's at least given me the opportunity to to see the importance and kind of take that step back and, and recognize um, that priority that's important to me. Um, and I, I think, and I hope many people themselves have, have done it during COVID and maybe that's one plus that uh, that COVID's been able to, to offer us is just prioritizing friends, family and wellness. Um, yeah, that is, yeah, super in fact, impactful comment because, you know, again, back to probably things that we take for granted or some of us take for granted. I know I did. And I think also even with the health side, mental, physical, you know, just kind of, you know, having time to reflect and why am I feeling this way? Or maybe, you know, maybe I'm not eating the best stuff or maybe I'm not, you know, 
give myself that mindful rest, um, whether it even being getting proper sleep, right? Um, and making time for that. Because depending on how you process things, you could be one of those people like myself who wakes up at two in the morning and starts to write stuff down. And I, sometimes that becomes so disruptive, right? To not just your mindset, but your health. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I guess it's kind of I'm not too familiar with the entire concept of, of EQ, but you brought up a good point of just recognizing that you feel a certain way and, and you know, why that is. Like, I know for myself, if I if I get a little bit brain foggy or, or um, sluggish, you know, that's that's usually a sign to me. I haven't exercised in a while and I need to get moving, which is something I've experienced more during COVID. Um, but it's just recognizing that as well and being able to, to have, you know, feel um, that mental or physical symptom um, and mm -hmm. recognizing, you know, I haven't gotten out in a while. Maybe I should go for a run. I, I should get some exercise. I should meditate or do some yoga. And I think just focusing, COVID's really given us the ability to kind of focus and understand our own health and well-being. Absolutely. Um, so another area I've been focusing on or talking a lot about is, you know, we, we, we've grown up with the idea of uh, credentials and, um, you know, resumes and other things that capture all that or GPA, what have you. And I've been trying to change the conversation to lean towards flipping our, our mindsets and our ways of narratives around values and skills. And so, I, I've, I did some deeper thought on this value idea for myself this summer as part of time that I had for myself. And reflecting on that, bringing it forward to this conversation is, you know, you, you have your values, Ryan, then what describes you as a person and how those values, you know, need to be met or need to be exercised. And with the skills that you've learned, those values and skills enable you to be, you know, Ryan, unique, successful. Um, if you were to describe yourself uh, with with values and what's important to you and the skills uh, alongside of that, what what would you say? Yeah, this is definitely a, a very thought provoking question, um, <laughs> which is I guess it ties back to the, the wellness conversation and, and reflecting on on things. Um, but trying to, I guess, look at it from maybe the outside perspective of getting a sense of how people would describe me. I would say that the two things I value is hard work um, and also getting involved or, or making an impact. Yeah. Um, so, so I find, I guess, the combination of the both, um, I guess, on the hard work side of things, um, it, you know, if you work hard, I generally feel that that people will notice your work, and especially if you're adding value, it's it's something that never goes unnoticed and is is really helpful to to be successful in life. Um, maybe more on the the career part, um, mm -hmm. but definitely for school. But I think on the the getting involved part, it's something that I value in my own work. It's just um, feeling like I'm making an impact or getting involved in the community, whether that be through a student group. Uh, whether that be through a workplace ERG or some other employee group. Um, and I think that's that's important for me, both from the skill side, um, 
because getting involved in those ERGs, especially for an early career individual, it, it gives you an opportunity to, to gain those leadership skills that you wouldn't have otherwise potentially had the opportunity to gain and, and work and exercise. Um, okay. And I, I think that's that's really important and something I would recommend to, to anyone is wherever you go, uh, whether it's within the community of your workplace or just the general community of where you live, just finding those those opportunities where you can get involved and you also feel like you're creating and, and making an impact on the people and the environment around you. If that, yeah, if that answers. Oh yeah, no, totally. And then it also adds you to, you build skills through that, right? That help define uh, what you're capable of doing. And um, no, it's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, as, as we're getting closer to the end here, I just wanted to, you know, first of all, thank you for being a part of this, but I wanted to see if you had any, you know, if you think back or of someone that might be getting ready to go to school this fall or someone starting that new job this summer for the first time, is there anything that you would share as, as far as advice um, for someone who might be listening today? Yeah, I guess the, the biggest advice that I would give and, and kind of is probably reflective in the conversation and in my own career journey is, is never be afraid to take the step back, um, to reflect on where you want to be and if you're on the path that will take you there. Um, and also reflect on where you want to be in general, like what's what's your end goal. And I think a lot of students, myself included at some times, we always feel like our career has to be progressive and always taking a step forward. Um, and I think that's helpful, but what I found has helped me is, is recognizing that certain opportunities, roles, education may come your way, where you're going to have to take a step backwards, whether that be in pay or position, and recognizing that there's opportunity to maybe learn a new skill that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to learn and, and work on. Um, take a step back to figure out maybe there's something I enjoy in another role more than I enjoy in the role I'm currently in. And just never being afraid to do that, I think, is really important to to people finding the ideal or perfect career for them um, and ultimately being happy in the, the job that they have, which I think is the most important thing. Yeah, that's some great advice. Take a step back. Make sure you leave time for reflection. Um, many of us don't necessarily take enough time to do either of those things and get some great insights for people to think about. So. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank you so much, Ryan, for for joining me and being a part of the conversation and being a guest on the show today. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. It was a it was a blast being on the show, and I, I really enjoyed it. And also just catching up and, and chatting. Also, thank you for the questions. They they made me think myself. That's awesome, and thank you. And I look forward to seeing you this summer. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we can have that coffee in person. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but anyways, uh, again, thank you so much. And for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. Until next time, please stay well.